good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good whatever time it is. I am Peaches, and this is Honey, and we are bringing you our very first podcast. Very excited. I'm very, very excited. Me too. This has been long awaited, and like we made our intro video, and we've kind of been like, all right, when are we doing our first one? We've kind of been waiting, so I think it's been... Not even a week since we made our intro video and we're already... Yeah, and I feel like the intro video is kind of, like, just more natural, whereas now we have... This... this I already know that this podcast is going to be, like, a learning experience for me, like, positively, because, like, Absolutely. we're trying to learn, like, different flows and stuff like that. It's just... It's just been fun, so... Yeah, it's yeah. been... It's been good. And it's also been, like... I want to... I want to say, like teachative but that is not <laughs> like a word uh, i feel like healing in the sense yeah. that like we have to literally write down our experiences and look at them on paper and like talk about them and and yeah. with talking there's processing and that's why everyone's like go to therapy because talking about it helps in some degrees the degrees yes, or cases so. absolutely and like what she means by that is when we pick a topic that we want to discuss We have a notes section where we both will like collaborate and we'll either do like each do like two questions that we kind of want to answer either for ourselves or we want to hear our partner answer it. Um, Or sometimes the questions are like referencing both of us. Like what is it like experiencing with this partner with this scenario? So it's like reflective in that sense as well. And then, you know, we write our notes down and they're just, they might be sometimes the first time we've written something down. And that that's more for like the deeper ones, which just so happens this is kind of a deep one to start as our first. Yeah, we, we put them uh, in a randomizer and they said, yeah, we're going to do some deep diving. And I was like, <laughs> for okay. For the very first podcast. So this is either going to make you guys love us or hate us. <laughs> yeah yeah but that's Um, okay it's love regardless yes but i think having a start on such a deep topic is also very like beneficial in the aspects that we can show people that we can talk about some real shit that some people probably are feeling some type of similarity in Again, like, you say probably because we don't want to assume people's feelings, but, like, human suffering is, like, a collective thing. And I'm very, very big on that, like, on my social media platforms. I I will cry. One thing thing about me is I do be crying on the internet. And, like, I want to normalize that, though, because (laughs) it's, like, everyone should do it and experience it and not feel weird in experiencing it. And if that means I have to post it on the internet, then so be it. You know, and that's just my mentality. But... Anyways. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, I want to say there's probably been a time where I've cried on stream or I was like visibly upset on stream. Mm. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, we're going off topic. (laughs) This podcast might make me cry at some point. (laughs) It might. I honestly just hit my tooth on the mic. 
Guys, I went to the dentist today, but we can make a yes. whole episode about that. Anyways, yes, we are did. going on a tangent, my beautiful friends. Um, so yes. we are going to be talking about the experience of being an only child versus being a child with siblings and me being the one that has siblings and Sarah being the one that um, is an only child. Um, I, it, it was like a topic like that is very apparent, I feel like, in the first few months of us dating. And now we're like, sorry, I, you're yawning. Am I boring you? <laughs> no, it's 8.20 and you know my bedtime's like 9.30. So this is when I, I know, start. Like, I know, real readers only. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I feel like it's a dynamic. I gotta listen to my apparent. Studio Ghibli piano. <laughs> oh my god, her and her goddamn Studio Ghibli piano. I fucking love Studio Ghibli. Yeah, it, it's pretty dope. But yeah, like, I think that's a dynamic that was very apparent in the f- first few months of us dating, and it's just something oh, we kind of want to deep dive together. But you were about to say something. I'm sorry, bud. Absolutely. No. Um, I think because... Which, it's really funny. Like, when I look back, I think I only dated one person that was an only child. Right. Interesting. But... This is also now officially the longest relationship I've been in. And probably the healthiest and the happiest. So, (laughs) but yeah, like, I don't know, just the dynamic that I've learned so much from you and your brothers. And like, I know we'll talk like we'll touch on that later but Mm -hmm. like i don't it's just been also a lot of like self-learning for me on like habits that i do being an only child and growing up the way that i did um it's a lot of isolation and a lot Mm. of i can do it on my own type of vibes and i think that's something that i thought was normal I mean, to a degree, I would argue, yeah. But, like, I think to your degree, in some cases, I love you in saying this, but no. yeah. Sometimes it's, like, self-sabotage times a thousand. For sure. And that's something that I'm learning the the teeter between. Um, Right. Once it starts going to self-sabotage, that's when you're like, okay, let me not do that. But, yeah, like, I... And maybe I'm just saying it because I hope that uh, there's it's not just me who feels like that as an only child. But, like, I'm curious if other only children feel like that. Like, the kind of, like, isolation and loneliness. And, like, I was very fortunate to have, like, such a close relationship with my cousins. Um, and I was very fortunate that they were roughly around my age. Um, and it's funny, like, people all talk about my family, and they're like, oh, your family's so big, like, how many cousins do you have? And I'm like, oh, five. Right. And they're like, what? (laughs) Right. We're not five, four, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, like, it's- I kind of count Noble in, because he's lives at the house, but he's literally not my- well, I guess technically he is my cousin. I think technically, yeah. But he calls me aunt. Right. Uh, <laughs> love, that, love that kid. 
Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It just, I'm curious. I'm curious to hear from other people that are only childs. Right. And I think that's why, like, we want to do this, this type of podcast. Like, we want to put our thoughts and our experiences and our beliefs and everything out into the world and, like, maybe give a voice to someone that feels that but is too scared to say it out loud or doesn't know how to say it out loud. And we kind of take all those jumbled words in your head and make a sentence. Right, or, like, even people who just don't know what they're feeling and need to, like, understand what they're feeling. Absolutely. And that's why we're trying to make this like as raw as possible and just talk about the goods, the bad, the in-betweens. Right. Right. All the above. (laughs) So, Uh, who wants to go first in terms of ripping open the wound? Um... You can go first. Okay. (laughs) So, um, I... It's funny, we did, we're doing another take of this because me and Sarah kind of had um, an artistic, like, miscommunication, I would say. Um, yes. And I took a hit before I went over this, and I want to do it again, but I don't also want to do that because then I'm be, eh. But anyways. Pride <laughs> rise. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit later. But um, <laughs> with that said, um, my dynamic from when I was younger... Uh, I I feel like I do have a lot of positive memories, like, living where I live. I live on a cul-de-sac, so, like, my the families on the cul-de-sac were really close at the time, so I have a lot of positive memories in that aspect, but, um, I always felt like, um, I was the one that had to grow up, like, really soon and really quick, um, and I think that's with the nature of my brothers and my parents at the time and stuff like that, that I, I was essentially the parent in some aspects to both my brothers and my parents. Um, and that's still to this day is like an underlying characteristic of myself. I'm very paternal. Um, and I think even to people who I shouldn't be paternal to, um, I think it's kind of like a love language for me in a sense, because it's, it's something that I had to teach myself in order to help my brothers and help my parents and stuff like that. So in regards to young childhood experiences, that's definitely the one, the one word that I would say is mother. I was definitely a mother in some aspects. But um, oh, how about you, Peach? What was your experience like? Absolutely. Um... I think, like, overall, like, kind of like you said, like, I don't necessarily think my childhood was, like, bad or anything like that. Um, But there definitely was different moments that I experienced that there's, like, that trend right now that's going around TikTok. And it's, like, um, photos that altered my brain chemistry or, like, I went through this and this altered my brain chemistry. Right. And there's certain things that I like went through or came to understand as I'm older now, but like as what that I went through as a younger kid that I'm like, that's not 
quite like like I shouldn't think that way sometimes right um like you want me to like name three things three main words from my childhood happy loved and lonely and I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way because like I was loved and I was happy but I also did feel some type of loneliness that I feel Mm. might be a little more than the normal child's Mm. um yeah see like I experienced loneliness but like I felt lonely in the sense that like I was like a mother figure to like my parents and to my brothers so like I felt alone in that feeling but like there are some aspects for sure like I didn't feel alone in and in circumstances where you probably did feel alone right Yeah, and like I said, like my childhood was happy and loving and there's not a thing that I would like want to go back and change. Like my childhood was filled with Mondays with my grandma and Tuesdays with me and pop. Like that's yeah. something that I had definitely till sixth grade. And then after that it kind of fell out but like I had that Tuesday definitely the Tuesdays I don't quite recall if I had Mondays with Graham all the way up but I also feel like I saw Graham a lot more in my childhood see both my grandmas lived both in New York at the time so until until the end Grandma Betty lived in Staten Island Um, oh okay yeah so I never really had that experience either I really only saw I mean I saw Grandma Betty a lot more than I did Grandma Betty I mean, Grandma, oh yeah. I saw Grandma <laughs> Betty a lot more than I did Grandma Lydia. Right, right. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw Graham more than I saw Meme towards the end of, like, I would say the end of middle school, maybe. Mm. Um, And that was also because... Meme's health kind of deteriorated and she didn't want certain people to perceive her in a way or see her in a way. Um, So she kind of kept to herself. Which Um, is a common trend amongst like older people in regards to like dying or like chronic illness. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They're very, they're very reluctant to tell people or be like open about it typically. Yeah, and that was, you know, and I was, I was, I was a teenager. I, I, you know, I wanted to go out. I wanted to do things. I didn't want to go sit at Grams or go sit at Memes, you know. So then, sadly, it turned to like only seeing for like holidays and birthdays and stuff. Um, right. Which is why I saw my grandparents for the most part. Every once right. in a while, we'd go to Grandma Betty's, but... Right. Only, like, later in uh, Graham's life, really. I went to Graham's a lot after Meme passed. I was at Graham's, like, every other week. Right. At least once a day. And I think it was because losing Meme 
kind of made me want to get closer to Graham. Right. Um, See, like, that that that. didn't happen to me, you know? Like, after Grandma Betty passed away, like, I never really had that dynamic with my grandmother. I mean, like, I feel like she tries or, like, she, like, says that she messages, but it's not always the case. So it's, it's just, like, dicey like that. Yeah, I mean, I was... I will say that I was fortunate to have both my grandmas be very, like, present. Present. Yeah. Um, and then really, the only reason Meme wasn't was because she was sick. Right. But she yeah. was present up until she couldn't be as present anymore, you know? So, like, right. both of them, I had very good experiences. But both of them were also very different people. Um right. Like, meme was more, like, quiet, like, I'll stay home type of person. Right. She was happy in her her routine, her lifestyle. She would go see her friend, like, once mm-hmm. a month that lived in Tom's River. Like, right. she was very content. Um, and then Graham was constantly doing something. Grandma's going to Wildwood. She was bartending still. She was going to parties. She was singing. She was she was very outgoing. Mm-hmm. And me was more of like the I'll stay home type right. of like I'm good with my cozy blanket and a hot cup of coffee or tea and i'm gonna relax type of person and i think like i have both of their personalities in me for sure i would argue meme is more in you though unless like i haven't really seen graham it's like yeah she comes out every once in a while but meme side definitely has that sterner voice if you will right um to like not be like constantly doing something and stuff like that. And I I wouldn't say it was out of like a bad way, but I don't know, just that side kind of seems to have a stronger hold in like regards to not wanting to be equal parts, if you will. Right. Well, I just feel like we went off topic. It was just a very valuable yeah. conversation. But, but way off topic. But. Um, I mean, not really, just a lot, like, probably more mystic than it needed to be. Like, more, yeah. like, coded and, like, anything than it needed to be. Because I think we're kind of, we're testing the waters. We're seeing how deep we want to go. Right. With public knowledge of certain things right, uh, right. We i still- mean well i'm very i'm very open if my family has anything to say i'm more than willing to talk so right no i definitely <laughs> there will be some things that i say that i feel like will offend some people and that's just say la vie baby this is my space not yours so yeah this is this is my space and for the people that value its space. That's that's it. It's not for people who don't value it. 
Yeah, so. this is a safe space of all types of people. Yes. But anyways, holidays. What did holidays look like holidays. for you? Birthdays. Holidays, birthdays, stuff like that. Um, holidays were split. Holidays were... Me too. Sometimes... Depends on the holiday, but split. Yeah, definitely depending on the holiday. Thanksgiving typically was mainly spent with my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, Mine was usually at my house. <laughs> Right. Yeah, mine start started being at my house after No, Meme was still alive for quite a few Thanksgivings. But I think it was just too much for her to cook. Um right. so mom mom ended up taking over cooking and doing all that stuff for Thanksgiving. Um because Meme would literally she would she would get up at six in the morning and do the turkey and we're like me. She should. That's what you do, though. That's I Thanksgiving. Know, I know. I know. But she's walking around with an oxygen tank, and she's next to a stove. It's a little sketchy. Let her live her best life. <laughs> she did. She really did. Um, and then Christmas Eve was again was my mom's side, and then Christmas Day was typically at my cousin's. See, Christmas um, Eve, I never really did anything Christmas Eve. Like it was always just spending my house just chilling. Christmas Day was right. usually at my aunt's, but and then we would do a separate <clears throat> holiday uh, for my grandmother, my grandma Betty. We'd have like a separate right. Christmas with her, but she—it's funny—we'd have a separate Christmas with her, but we would still invite her, and she would still come to um, festivities with my mom's side because like she really didn't have a lot of family in Staten Island. I was kind of like my, like you said, with your mom's side, like everyone's kind of like everywhere. It's kind of like similar right. on my dad's side. So like she was always invited to every get together and she was always there, but we'd have like another Christmas. It was like the coolest thing ever that I had two Christmases and not because my parents were divorced. Ayo. <laughs> um, so, hey, there yeah. you go. I mean, they, they probably should be divorced, but that's like a whole nother thing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Cheers to that. Really coming but... at the next um no i love y'all but they know um and then (sighs) yeah so i started saying how like i my christmas was spent at my cousins and because like i said my family is perceived as this big family and then when they ask how many cousins i have i'm like oh four you know, I got four. I got four of them. I got Tim, Sid, Kels, and Whitney. I got four, and they're like four, because I tell them stories. I tell them what we're doing. Like we're we always were doing something, um, and just like I don't know, it just completely different dynamic i was i was very close with my cousins growing up and i still am very close to them today obviously life has came in and i've lost um talking to i would say you about just get older you know like, I, don't think it has, I don't think it has anything to do well yeah uh, well yeah i, I mean, <laughs> never mind yeah no, i mean I no definitely getting older um but that happens too. Life happens. Dynamics change. People change. Yeah. And like, for example, like me and Sid got really close uh, when she was pregnant and ha- had Noble. Um, 
and we still are very close to this day um and we both were really like really there for each other when we lost graham and the family um mm -hmm. which i know we're gonna have like a grief episode so <laughs> i'll Epi say that episodes baby yeah, buckle up probably multiple <laughs> multiple i could talk um, about death and grief and like not even like a weird sadistic way just like spiritually and psychologically like i've experienced death from like a very young age and like my perception right. of death is it, it's yeah but again it'll be another podcast episode but continue <laughs> yes um i don't even know like where i was going with that to be honest with you i think i was kind of like wrapping up my point oh okay i was gonna <laughs> say yeah birthdays anything in regards to birthdays uh birthdays usually were a mix um okay. with both sides sometimes it was split though um but not always i feel like milestone birthdays were kind of like a collective one too like oh, the 16 sure. the 21st for birthday sure, sure. you know um stuff yeah. like that because mine varied too it was weird and then like my birthdays as of like the past few years were planned by partners like i really never spent it with family right right but when i was younger I think I except for birthdays. last year right last year we kind of left it up to you with what you wanted to do yeah i guess we didn't really do much <laughs> i know but that's neither here or there <laughs> we'll do something this year though yeah um but yeah, birthdays were kind of usually split most of the time. Mm. Um, and usually it was, what do you want to do, Sarah? Pizza and cake? Okay, cool. <laughs> That's usually what it was. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm referring to my notes. Um, and I have cake with family. Those yeah. are some of my, my, my most favorite birthdays. Like, just having cake and hanging out with my family. But That's I've had, really... like, some fun, like, once, like, at Fun Time America and stuff like that. Like, I've right. had fun birthdays and stuff like that, but those are, like, the right. ones I cherish the most now that I look back and, like, I'm, like, old and shit. I'm, like, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, like, I've had some camping birthdays. I've had some some good birthdays, but definitely, like, the ones where we're just bullshitting and just hanging out have been, like, some of the best ones. Right, yeah. Like, my uncle... Tim will literally make the most insane shit out of pumpkins. And that was like a tradition for like, I don't even, definitely not my, I don't, I don't want to say my whole life. Cause that's, I feel like that's wrong, but it was for a long I time. I feel like that's wrong. It was for a long time. And this year I didn't get a pumpkin. So I'm a little upset, but Tim. <laughs> Uncle he Tim, knows. if you are listening to this, we're he on knows. your ass. He I repeat, knows. we're on your ass. <laughs> he knows. Um, but the man also is, like, constantly working, and I love him. And he's literally, like, the best uncle. Um, You're cute. Yeah, he no, is pretty dope. We stand Uncle Tim. I love Uncle Tim. Like, when he makes these things, he literally is so proud to show them off. Like, literally... And it's I think awesome. when me and my dad had the conjoined birthday, what was that, last year? I think it was last year. And he came in with a pumpkin head. Right. Um, 
was it corn stalks? Like wrapped around his body. So like sticking right. up wrapped around his body. Did he have he had pumpkin hands? Are we talking about your past birthday? Two birthdays ago. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't yeah. remember this little He had life. pumpkin hands and like rain boots with pumpkins like shoved through him like at his like ankle. Right. This man went all out. And right. he walked to my house like that. No. I mean, like, he had to walk up the driveway. But, like, when you put the boots on, they were, like, 25 pounds per boot. Right. But, yeah, like, I was always the baby. I was always the youngest. So I was always, like, definitely birthdays were, like, a big thing. Like, if I was, like, I just want to hang out with my cousins on my birthday, boom, that, that's happening. Except, like, I guess now really is really the only time when it's kind of been less of a center point or, like, a, a, a need in some people's lives. So Right, right. I feel like that happens as we get older, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think also, like, circumstances and whatnot. Situations and dynamics. But yeah. anyways... So, positives and negatives of being an only child versus having siblings. I feel like it'd be best for each of us to kind of... I don't know if we should go through it, like, pros and cons. Like, each of us go through our pros and cons. Or will you bring up your pros, I bring up my pros. Let's do pros and pros and then cons and cons. Got you. Okay. You go first, love bug. Um, pros... I would say when I was younger, I just kind of mentioned it. I was the center of attention. Um, right. Which obviously when you're a young kid, well, most young children, I feel, <laughs> want the cent- to be the center of attention. They want to have all eyes on them. Right. Uh, they want to have everyone at their beck and call. Like, yeah. Um, and then when I got older, it kind of like changed and that's actually one of my negatives so it's kind of like a double-edged sword with that one right 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 um is it my turn love bug yes honey okay um so my pros my first one is being that my brothers are so like close in age to me um i put that i always have a best friend (laughs) and that is true through my whole life Every single breakup, every single hardship, every single transition in my life, like, they have always been there. No questions asked. Especially with breakups. Like, after my last breakup with my ex, Kian, I'm calling names. Nah, (laughs) honestly, I'm kidding. Kian, if you're listening to this, peace and love to you. I hope you're doing well. But, um... Same, dude. I'm happy we both left Duncan. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... After that breakup, like, my brothers were constantly there. And, like, even the past with other exes, like, I, I, I've i always had them as best friends. So, having a constant best friend, no questions asked, is definitely a pro. Um, with that said, you always have someone to vent to. Like, I, my brother Jimmy, I could tell my brother Jimmy everything and anything. I've told him the hardest sh- shit I've ever had to tell anyone. 
you know and same thing Jim for me Murray. like yeah shout out to slim jim slim jim um yeah like he and i and tyler and tyler i was gonna say he and i have that connection but me and tyler also have that connection like i have a certain value to like me i value both of them in different ways and it all boils down to all of us loving each other and constantly being there for each other and having each other's back no matter what so having someone to vent to about specifically like bullshit with the family has been mm. just like the greatest weight off my chest it has been <laughs> so healing um and with that said my last point that i have mentioned um is that trauma as a family has been easier to navigate with having them um my brothers and i have been through some shit and my brothers as individuals have been through some shit tyler and jimmy so um being able to go through collective trauma like together has been so so healing you know like i i can't even begin to tell you how comforting it is to know that i'm not alone and everything and like people see the dynamic and experience it firsthand and these people just so happen to be my brothers so yeah right yeah, that kind of hits both of my negatives. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of all my negatives kind of center around just being alone at certain things that probably shouldn't have felt alone in. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also was a positive to being alone because I also learned how to do a lot of things on my own which is a double-edged sword because I learned to do so much on my own that I don't ask for help from people that just want to help to where I burn myself out, Um, which I would say I'm getting better at. Um, Yeah, or like she just does this thing where like she forgets that she has to have like human connection and she just doesn't want it. Like... It's interesting dynamic to be around, especially being like the polar opposite. Yeah, and that's definitely something that I think Honey has pointed out the most um, out of anyone in my life, really. Um, Big time. And I think not only just because like she's my partner, but I think also because she does this like she studies this shit she studies yeah. about and people I, yeah like that and, that and i know that it's hurting you yeah you know like it's not it's not a positive thing like it is a protective factor to a degree but when it like you said it gets to the point of self-sabotage and it's like yeah once it's self-sabotage then it's not doing any good yeah um it's doing a lot more worse yeah. than it is good so yeah, that's something that I'm trying to learn, trying to learn, trying to get, you know, through, and I'm working on it. It's not an easy process, but, like, there's a lot of things that I went through with, like, loss, like, grief and loss and family drama and all that shit that I just kind of had to rock, rock with by myself. Um, and like to an extent, um, with it all, 
recently me and Sydney have been extremely close. Honestly, before Grand Pass, kind of when she was um, pregnant with Noble is when we got really close and all through the pregnancy. And then when she had Noble um, was right before COVID mm-hmm. and COVID, you know, when I was off my job at the time for, I think we were off a month or two months. We only closed for a very limited time. Um, See, I was out for that whole year. And yeah, like we all only... my friends were too. So like we were just partying because we had nothing else to do. Right now, I, I only lost it for about two months. And that is also an interesting way that affected me which i think we're gonna have a we're gonna have to have an episode about how 2020 affected us because or just covid like i forgot i have to find the exact studies i'll do my research when we have the (laughs) episode sorry (coughs) hold on but life like the year of covid alone took collectively us as a society like two years off our lives yeah because of the amount of trauma physical elements etc so like we i want to do a deep dive i because i think there's some things i would argue from covid that i still haven't processed yet and i want to i want to normalize to whoever is listening to this like that is so normal because that was a collective trauma and yeah like i would love again that would be an awesome i would love to do an episode like that absolutely because there's two very traumatic things that happened to me during covid and then I would and, love to do one on 2021 as well because that was a year for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to put it, yeah. Just put yeah. it lightly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I just, like fortunately, recently I've been able to have like strong connections. Um, I think losing my grandmother though brought us cousins very close to one another. Um, and it's just because she was like, she was the anchor. She was the, oh fuck, what's the term? The glue. Mm -mm. Monarch? Matriarch? Matriarch. Matriarch. She was the matriarch of the family. And now that title has passed on to my lovely Aunt Jo, who is Graham's sister. Which, as she likes to always say, the younger sister. You mean Graham's daughter? No. Wait. Am I still? Oh, Aunt Jo! Never mind. You are stoned. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm thinking Aunt Nelly. Sorry. Aunt Nelly? Oh, well, Janelle, yeah. (laughs) Duh! (laughs) No, Aunt Aunt Jo, Aunt Jo, Aunt. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, she would always say, as I'm I'm the younger sister of Adrian always that's how she would introduce herself right um but i think we hit all of the things we wanted to hit for no i didn't say my cons oh dear (laughs) (laughs) so cons um i only have one and i think i have one because while i was not the only child i again was like that parent figure and not only that I wasn't really academic in high school, but once I got to college, I had this, like, academic, like, majority comp. Yeah, (laughs) where I was like, I need to do the best I can at what I do. And I think it's because I was in high school and, like, 
again, I could do a whole episode on that. I'm not going to go too deep. But long story short, like, I knew that I wanted to study politics. My dream was to study politics, get a degree in it, learn everything I know about it so no one can't tell me shit. You know? (laughs) So that was always my goal. And I think with having that goal, I've found my new passion being social work. So, like, I've always been an academic weapon. (laughs) So I never really had that experience of, like, oh, like, I feel like I'm not adequate enough or, oh, my God, like, this person's getting more attention than me. I mean, like, sometimes I feel like, which leads to my con, um, the one con I have is that I always have to consider everyone else but myself sometimes, you know, whether it's, like, my brother's having a bad health day and I have to consider him or, like, my parents are fighting and I have to whatever like so I just feel like sometimes I have to consider everybody else's feelings and make sure everyone else is good before myself and I think that's definitely a con and like you said with every con there is like this resilience to it but yeah that's definitely something I've had to navigate like having to care for other people before my own needs right yeah yeah because I do that to an extent as well but I do it in a very different way Right. And I also think that there's sometimes times where, like, you are selfish. And I think sometimes you are selfish because you're an only child. And you just don't consider. Yeah, there's like certain cues and like certain things things that you, yeah, like social cues that you don't like. That I just don't pick up on. And I think like that kind of leads us into like the next kind of point we wanted to like touch upon. And that being, like, the family dynamic. Right. When it came to, like, when shit hit the fan, what happened? Like, when something tragic happened or when something, like, life-changing happened, like, what what did the experience feel like? What, like, how did it go down, if you will? right. So you want me to go first or you go first? You go first. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. So in regards to when shit went bad, I feel like it varied on who shit was getting bad with. Mm. Like if it was with Jimmy, it was like clockwork. Like we right. knew exactly what to do. We didn't fight. We didn't do that. We didn't do this. You know, like we just knew right. what to do. Everyone was wearing white, basically, and trying to get shit done. Right, like, call 911, you do this, like, whatever whatever it may be. Um, Like a fucking NASCAR pit crew. Yeah, no, for real. Like, we know what to do. Like, (laughs) do not, like, if you're ever epileptic and you're around me, don't you worry. You are in good fucking hands, bitch. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so with that said, like, it varied on who. So it was, like, that or that, like, if it was, like, stuff with my family, like, my parents fighting, like, shit would hit the fan and it would be, like, my brothers and I against my parents. So it really, really Mm. varied on who. But I feel like one overarching theme that I notice in when shit hits the fan um, is that, for the most part, it's me and my brothers involved in the process. Um, we always talk, vent, process, whatever we're feeling, or just be like, oh my god, like, they're so stupid, they're so this, they're so that. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it all boiled down to it, I think my family does value, like, 
being there for each other in times of hardship because we've been through so much together. Like, yeah, my right. relationship isn't perfect with, like, my parents at all. But, like, I've been through so much with them. And there's a, there's a relationship and there's value in that. Right, absolutely. Yeah. But how about you? Um, what happened when shit went bad? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, in the... The instance in where, like, someone needs to be blamed, if you will, mm-hmm. usually it was always me. Because mm. um, there was never anyone else to be involved in it. Right. See, like, um, that's, you just unlocked a part of my brain. Because it's always like, oh, who did this? Who ate this shit? Who ate this? And you always are able to blame it on somebody but yourself. Yeah, so... But if it's you, it's you. So It's me, it's me. And... Yeah. That was something that definitely affects now, and Kirsten definitely gets it, and I don't know if she's, like, clicked it in her brain yet, but when we'll have, I don't even want to call them arguments, because we don't, like, scream at each other, we literally talk things through, and that's why, like, we just aren't good. Like, yeah we are we really like we'll just sit down and be like hey like what you did re-, or like she'll be like oh hey what you did really upset me or i'll be like hey what you did made me angry you know like so let's talk it out let's yeah let's hear each other's point of views and reasonings mm-hmm. and we'll talk it out um but like sometimes when she'll initially bring it up i'm like Oh my god, I did it. I I I did it. I'm the worst person ever. I I did Which it. Which is not the case at all. And I'd like to think that I don't make you feel that way. No, and I think it's it it goes back to me constantly taking the blame to a lot of things and me just right. like accepting whatever negative thing and just being like, "Yep, yep, that that was me." Right. I I yeah, you told me. You told me it's <laughs> me, so it has to be me. Yeah, it has to be me. Um and that's something that, like, really until now, like, this past year, I would say this past, like, six months of the year, we've kind of been, like, really deep diving into a lot of things. Right. Um, especially within the last couple, like, weeks, we've really been deep diving. And I think because we both kind of finally are starting to feel like okay i kind of know what we want to do and like we kind of hit this big wall in our relationship which was the year mark and we hit that and now we're like peace and love let's get our shit let's let's get the shit rolling yeah let's start making like a few year plan or a year plan yeah like we we did the one year that's a check we're good let's let's move on right um yeah, and that's that's something that opened up a lot of these topics too that we are going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the next thing that I wanted to touch upon in this is like the privacy that I did and did not have as a kid. Um, one thing that Kirsten still is like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> Is like the open door policy. That That's was crazy always, to me. Always like a thing. Crazy to me. Um, and like, I don't even know why. I just think it's, I don't know. Like, my parents, 
I don't know if it's because like they had because my mom she has three sisters and my brother not my brother my um, father had I want to say I'm stone also like three or four brothers so like they always didn't have privacy so like that was always something I had like my brothers like they had a room together but I always had my own room so my parents always valued privacy despite like despite me having the siblings I have I've always had privacy right so like that was always like a weird concept to me yeah like not not like bad per se I guess but like that's just different I guess you know, it was always, a, like, a thing. So, like, for the first couple times when I would go to her house, I would, like, leave the door open. And she would be like, why is the door open? And I'd be like, oh, sorry. And I would, like, That's weird. go and shut it. Um, yeah, and that just wasn't, like, wasn't a thing. But then also to another sense like i had my own bathroom so i like essentially did have privacy in like a very private manner um in regards to like the bathroom and a shower meanwhile and- like there's like fucking mustache hair in the fucking sink in my house they're all boys <laughs> i love y'all but y'all y'all are stinky banks stinky banks um <laughs> I just had to say that because uh, being being around boys are so stinky and gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like that doesn't necessarily kind of get us to our next point. But I'm ready to go there if you are. Yeah. Um. Something. Something I also want to mention is like mm-hmm. I think in regards to privacy, my for the most part I did have privacy, but I think there are spaces where I didn't. In the sense right. that, like, I've had to, like, help take care take my brothers and mm. stuff like that. So, I've had that layer of, like, that. Right. But, um, in regards to our last point, it could kind of conclude our last topic. Um, our takeaways from being in a relationship with somebody who has a separate sibling dynamic or family dynamic. Um, do you want to take it away, Bob? I want to hear your side first, because mine might be mushy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what I definitely think I've learned is that with you being very particular, I've learned that, like, in, even in my first year of dating um, Peach, like, we have different ways of navigating in regards to, like, what we need in times of, like, overwhelming anxiety like yeah peach needs like her space like she needs to be away she needs to be like bubble boy with adam sandler like put me in the bubble i think think to a degree yeah right i think to a degree (laughs) yeah but then i think it gets to a degree where you're isolating yourself which again you've you've mentioned so i'm not gonna go on that's your shit you know and that's okay um but with that said, I feel like for me, when I'm in times of overwhelming anxiety, I need someone physically there. I need someone physically there hugging me, telling me it's okay. Like, I need that aspect. And I think it's because, like, I've always had that, no matter what. Like, my brother right. was always here. Right. Tyler was always here. Jimmy's always here if I needed to talk to somebody. Or if, like, right. shit was hitting the fan. Like, I'll remember, I'll never forget Tyler. And we went to, when I went through the breakup with, um, I guess we'll call him... What was his name? 
Oh, eh, fuck it. We'll just say your name, Connor, because you're already <laughs> stalking my shit, anyways. Connor, oh. um, when we, <laughs> um, when we broke up, I remember like my brother. It was like during like the summer, and my brother's like, "Let's go for a bike ride," and we went for a bike ride like every day after that. Tyler. So it, it's just like having that. Wait, Tyler went outside. Wait, hold on. Yes, no, <laughs> Tyler used went to outside. Be very outdoorsy. Yes, he used to be outdoorsy. There, no, I love there's Tyler. Like that man out- is like, he's another level. Yeah, there is an outdoorsy streak to him because he he'll go paddle well, yeah, with me. He'll go on the stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, so I've always had someone when. I was in that space. So, like, I'm having to navigate and, like, give someone space in that or have to force myself to not hang out with them so that they have the space um, has been interesting. And with that said, I feel like it has taught me to find comfort in my myself and, like, doing things by myself. Right. Um, which has been beneficial. Although, at first, at face value, I thought it was, like, hurtful. You know, Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, my God, like, I just want to be there for her. I want to be around her. Why does she want to be around me? Right. Um, But, yeah, that's definitely what I've learned. What was your takeaway, Bubba? Um, They were all very positive and very um, filling, if you will. Um, one of the things, which is what I first had to do, was learn the dynamic of brothers. Brothers and sisters. Right. And I had to learn the ins and outs of your specific dynamic with your brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, who are both very close in age to you and to us. Right. So a lot of things are very similar in like shit we grew up on, shit we know, people we listen to, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think allowed me to kind of understand the dynamic a little bit better because I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, they all kind of went through the same shit at the same time that we all, like, I'm talking, like, you know, like, life-changing shit that's happened in the world, per se. <laughs> and not all sibling dynamics are like that. Like, a lot of people oh, have 100%. a lot of siblings, but they're, like, five years apart. Like, my mom yeah. was like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which is also very similar to my cousin's uh, dynamic with the the last three. Right. Um, my mom just wanted to get them all done. Like, she was like, <laughs> one, two, three, done. Yeah, which, um, like, yeah, the dynamic with Kel, Sid, and Tim is very close. And then there's the disconnect with Whitney, who's the oldest. Right. Um. So, but like I had to learn that and I had to learn how to navigate that and how to approach it as someone who cares about Honey and wants to be in her life. So I had to approach it in a way where I couldn't just be nice to them. I had to befriend them. Yep. And you're dating me, you're dating my brothers at least. Yeah. And I had to. <laughs> gain their trust and gain their respect and and like i said this i think in the first like test essentially recording that we did um where i said like i had to essentially like make my way into that world and 
I had a past of dating people who had siblings. Mm-hmm. But, like, this time... And I think it, it kind of comes down to, like, the age gap and also just the relationship that we have. Um, is very, di- like, very diverse from the other relationships that I've had. I also think the connection I have with my brothers, like, and it sounds so very corny, rare. is very rare. Like, Absolutely. and I think it's because I've seen Jimmy at his lowest. Like, I've seen, we've seen each other at very, very low points in our lives. And right. we've had to be together as a unit for certain circumstances. So, um, yeah, we just have a very unique thing. And people have told me that, like... The, the connection that I have with my brothers and the connection that people have with my brothers is so unique. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Which that kind of leads me into like the last two. And the last, the one I'm going to say first kind of involves like the whole family in general. Um, mm-hmm. Like when we, when family things are being done at your house, for example, like um, family dinners or like when we sat um after jimmy's cake and watch mm-hmm. the yankee game mm-hmm. like stuff like that it's just like it's a silent agreement to do it together um which is something that i kind of used to have in my family with like sit down dinners being important and stuff like that but like i kind of saw that again in your family um, like being invited to the dinner table essentially was like something very eye-opening to me um, and just very like new but something that I wanted to continue doing right um, and then that kind of leads me to my final point is that I gained two brothers that I never had and you're cute Buffy. that just like i have my own relationship with the both of them mm-hmm. with tyler i do and with jim i do and both mm-hmm. of them are very different but both of them are similar like it's been kind of a habit lately that whenever i leave uh honeys i always say goodbye to everybody mm-hmm. um and it's been a little bit more like able to do because um, everyone's been like home because it's cold and everyone's like alright I'll well, just fucking watching whatever we're watching yeah. um, well, everyone's like, doors are open too because like now we're all stir crazy so. yeah everyone's stir crazy it's hot <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> you know so yeah like Tyler's door's open Jim's door's open a lot more um, so I'm usually like able to say goodbye to them and hi to them mm-hmm. um But I also, like, I text Jimmy more than I do text Tyler. And I think that's just because me and Jimmy have a lot more of, like, a a talkative relationship. Me and Tyler have, like, a more quiet, but we, like, we'll give each other a nod and we'll we'll just know. We'll be like, all right, what's up, dude? And Tyler is more quiet, too. Yeah, but when he's, like, when you get him talking about something, um, I remember it was, I think it was... Was it Thanksgiving? It was one of the dinners where we were sitting and me and Tyler got into a pretty good conversation. Because right. um, he just has a lot of knowledge. Both of them do. In their own They're both, ways. Yeah, Tyler's crazy. Both of them are too. very... Yeah, both of them are very 
intelligent and like just have so much information about things that I'm like how like what sponge are you that absorbed this shit because they both know so much in completely different like universes right and, by and they're universes, both just I mean, good kids like i'm so proud that i have like just good brothers like good yeah. guys for brothers no and they like genuinely like i remember like jim reaching out to me one day yeah. It was just like, I hope you're having a good day. And I'm like, Yeah. I'm like, like this man <laughs> consciously yeah. was like, I'm gonna text Sarah's girlfriend. Sarah's girlfriend, she's Kirsten's girlfriend, Sarah, and say, I hope she's having a good day. Yeah, like, like he's too good for this world. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just or Tyler will do like some weird crazy mating call and I'll just be like Okay. Yeah, that's just, I know exactly just... what you mean by that. Exactly. And that's just something that I've never experienced before with a partner. So it's an interesting, unique to face. Like it's an interesting, like unique, like interaction. Right. Um. But it's something that like I cherish a lot. That makes me happy, both. It makes me happy because it makes my little, my little heart happy. Like <laughs> my little heart happy. You're so yeah. cute. And like Tyler's EDM playlist. Are we kidding? Fire. And like she... whenever you need a movie recommendation, Jim. Yeah, quite literally. Like these two dudes are on complete different sides of like the entertainment industry, but they both have so much information of both sides. Right. <laughs> no, they I'm happy that I gained them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that kind of wraps up our this episode. Our talk about being an only child versus being the academic weapon uh <laughs> older sister with siblings. Right, right. Um, and I think this ran a little longer than we typically were kind of aiming for, but that's okay. but that's okay because we're this is new to us. This is new. We're we're going to learn what is important to say and what is to cut out. Like we're gonna learn yeah. like better way to to speak and to talk. Yeah. Um. But also, with that being said, if you are enjoying this if this is something that you wish to continue to see um but you also have topics that you want discussed please leave those topics in the comments comment on the video like dm us whatever send us a fucking email i don't care like tell us what you want to hear us talk about um and it can literally be anything it can be so like New Jersey, Monmouth County based, and it can be so like worldwide, out of this world type of shit. Um, and it also yeah. can be, it can be different universes. It could be about the multiverse. It could be about fucking comic books or anime or whatever. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of hopes and dreams for this podcast, so we hope that you guys join us in the journey of that. And I think we can finally say this is honey. Or this is Peaches and Honey closing out. 
closing out, guys. I love you all. See you later. Love you all. Peace out.